Look at how easy that was. <laughs> Look at that quick pickup. <laughs> You're welcome. Let's go. Let's get on Discord. Let's do the dang thing. You were telling me about some bionicles. I was, I was. That's the that's the whole breath of the show, though. So that makes me feel like you didn't retain. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick. You were telling me about like the different characters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I remember I was saying they were libertarians. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to kind of just say some names, and we're gonna see which ones you remember. All right. By saying mm -hmm. Liwa. That, that's the green one. Yes, there you go. Liwa, you rated him all right out of five. He's wild and carefree. Yeah. And if I say Gali. Uh. Hmm. I don't remember you telling me a color for that one. Yeah, I'll tell you the that's color. The, that's the one that's a girl? Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. she's, she's the girl one. She's blue. Okay, blue. Yep, yep, yep. There's Tahu. And then that's the red one? Yes, yeah, the red one. Look at you! Look at this information retaining! <laughs> And then Kopaka. Uh, I don't. I don't know. It's all right. He's the capitalist apologist. He's the white one. Uh, <laughs> you said he was an Elon Musk fan. <laughs> I don't remember you telling me he was white, but that's extremely funny. Hell, <laughs> fuck yes. All right, and that's that's where we went through. We I started talking about one more, but that's when our microphone issues started happening with you traveling outside of your home. So mm -hmm. we are going to instead just kind of start back up at it. So I'm going to tell you about Pohatu, the Toa of Stone. All right? Okay, go so for it. Pohatu is amiable. He's the friendliest on the team. He has good relations with all the Toa and treats his villagers like equals, not subordinates. I remember talking about that, and going like, hold the, hold the fucking phone for everyone else. Um, he usually jokes in times of danger and peace, boosting the morale of others around him. He always has a happy demeanor and is brave and dependable. During high tension between his brothers, he attempts to bring quarreling Toa together, though often to no avail. So he's the second mediator of the group. 
Man, they got two mediators, they but they two... fight a lot. <laughs> they sure do fight a lot for having two people whose whole thing it is to be like, what if we don't fight? So is it is it they're just really angry or that the two mediators are shit at it? I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think they're angry as hell, and also I think their mediators are bad. Because I don't know if they've ever been like, what if we just listen to each other? <laughs> what if we just take a fucking second? But don't worry about Pohatu, because he never takes rude remarks too seriously. And easily forgives his friends if they make a mistake. So he's a bad mediator. He's a bad mediator, Joe. Mm-hmm. Like many Toa of Stone, Pohatu had a fear of water. And because he was able to swim as well as stone. This fear was such that Tura, that, uh, I don't know who that motherfucker is. <laughs> as a Toa of Stone, Pohatu has the ability to create and manipulate stone, powers that were enhanced when he becomes a Toa Nuova. Now, Pohatu also plays soccer. Like, if I remember correctly, his little Lego kit, he could play soccer. Why do they have soccer on the... On Bionicle Land? Because they needed a are sport. The, are, are the soccer balls also made of Lego material? Yes, I'm glad you asked. I'm going to click that. Where is it? Where's this picture? Hold up. I remember him playing soccer. Is this not a thing? No, there it is. There it is. Here you go. Copy image. I'm sending you an image. Also, is your phone on vibrate? Uh, no, I don't think so. Catch. Yeah. It's a little Lego rock. That sounds dumb. Listen, he's doing his best. Let me look at the damn thing. Yeah, it's pretty dumb, but it's just a rock. <laughs> Listen, also, I'm looking through everything now, and I'm realizing maybe I, as a kid, just used that toy to play soccer. So, maybe I'm fucking wrong. We'll figure that out later. We used to see kicking a rock. Just to, he just hates rocks so much. Now, mm-hmm. the next Toa is Onua. As Toa Mata, Onua had claws. He wore the Kanoe Pakari, the Great Mask of Strength, which allowed him to enhance his strength massively, even beyond that of Pahatu. Um, that's it. That's his whole entry for powers and abilities. Everyone else had everything I put. That's it for Onua. Mm-hmm. Does Onua have a personality? No. He's the, he's the, uh, the, uh, the Black Ranger. He's the Black Toamata. Um... Pulling up abilities and tools. Okay, here we are. Does that make him the racist one? But they're all racist. And also, every original Power Ranger was racist. So it's fine. Did you know that uh, Walter Jones, the actor who played Zack, wanted to be the Black Ranger? He picked that. He wanted to be that so people people could pick him out of a crowd and they know that's him. That's why he picked that one. I remember seeing an interview with him where he talked about, like, yeah, everything was super racist in the first season. That's also probably true. Mahim Saban is a dickhead. But I just think that's interesting. My... Currently, Power Rangers specifically, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Listen, I doubt it. I'm a big fan of Power Rangers, and I recognize that it is flawed. <laughs> um, so, Joe, 
I found some more information about our boy Anula. Where's your dad? Onua is a wise Toa, one of the wisest of his team, and is never impulsive or reckless. Never he's out a high bar. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> he's the best person on his team for not being impulsive or reckless because everyone else just literally has no filter. They just do what they think fucking immediately. <laughs> he does not he does wow. not speak without good reason, choosing only to speak when he sees worth in it, and is often silent as a result. His silence has puzzled others in the past, but he is known to be intelligent and a problem solver. He is also very patient, understanding the value of waiting. He is reliable and steadfast, and always able to be counted on. Although when he knows when his teammates are making mistakes, Onua is willing to let them do so. Man, that is three people who know what the fuck is up, so hold on here. So if there are three people who aren't idiots... Then that means Tahu. Not good at the Hanabi and idiots thing. I think is the problem. Is the only fighting from Tahu, Liwa, and Kopaka? Is that it? Or it's just those three? Because then kick them out. Just throw them out of the team. They're done. Yeah, if you have three mediators and three people who are so bad, the mediators collectively can't contain it. Just get a new bass player. <laughs> just it's so get... easy. <laughs> just get a new bass player. Any it's not worth it to have a creepy racist bass player. Oh my god, we're calling out 90% of pop punk bands at the moment. <laughs> oh, yep, you're right. God. Alright. It's oh, like not even a real instrument half the time, especially in punk music. <laughs> Listen, a good bass player is important. You can and never. Rare. You won't be able to tell if a. Uh, you you can tell if it's a bad bass player. A good play, bass player can sometimes kind of fade into the background. A good bass player doesn't. A mediocre bass player is not bad, but probably also just playing the guitar parts again. Yep, yep, yep. You like root notes. I like root notes. in this economy. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm looking for socks. <laughs> you just gotta give me a bionicle. Don't need socks, then you got big old Lego feet. This isn't. Damn, no. he a Lego and he got feet. Did you hang up? <laughs> Joe? Joe, did you hang up? <laughs> you did hang up, Joe. Custom <laughs> Joe, please answer. Please respond. controls the element of earth with it he can make earth pillars create an earth fist ride on a chunk of earth make the ground explode or other similar feats he is also an expert at digging and can sense even the tiniest vibrations through his sensitive fingies like all onumatoran and earth toa he has above average night vision but poorer av vision in the daylight 
above average night vision. I like that it's not like has night vision or is the best at seeing in the dark. It's just, I mean, he ate his carrots. Pretty decent. Pretty decent. At this 2020. Now, Joe, that is all of the Toamata. Oh, wow. Yeah, there we, we go. You now know all the players in our first story. So. Half of them suck. Half of them suck. You aren't wrong. You uh, aren't. Not all of them. Uh, so, Joe, let me tell you their story. Upon arriving on the island, the Toamata quickly met up with their respective Taraga, a word you know because I made a reference to the fact you know it last time. What's a Taraga? I didn't hear you say it this time. Taraga. Taraga. Yeah, I've definitely heard it. That's all you need. The leader of the communities. Yep. Um, They learned of the menace of Makuta and their mission. Each Toa had to gather six great Kanoe. Akakama, Hao, Pakari, Akaku, Kakao, and Miru, which are the masks that they wear. Before they could hope to face Makuta. Soon afterwards, the Toa met each other. Though they did not remember each other, the Toa of Fire, Tahu, would soon emerge as the leader. I can start to hear myself a little bit through your speakerphone. Oh. (laughs) After failing to recover all their own masks individually, the Toa were forced to put aside their differences in order to be more effect- to more effectively collect them all. Taking advantage of their meeting, Makuta attacked them. And successfully banding together, the Toa defeated Makuta's obstacle and continued their quest. Dividing into teams, the Toa set out and eventually claimed their remaining masks. The Toa traveled to Kininui, which is another island, where they exchanged their recently collected masks for golden Kanohi. Now, what that means, Joe, is they had their masks. What? No, they had their masks, but they was gold. Here, I t- ex- turn my masks gold, please. They're fancier. They give more power. Is that what it has happened? Yeah, there's a little picture. And they had... They had to collect them and then put them into the thing, and then boom, they shine, you know. In fact, uh-huh. let's read the top part of that Wikipedia article. The Golden Kanoe were powerful and mysterious Kanoe that contained the powers of the six great masks. Um, the Kanoe were bestowed upon the Toamata after collecting the six aforementioned masks, brought them to Kininui, and placed them into life size carvings of themselves. Utilizing the power of these masks along with their own elemental strength. Well, we'll get to that part. So briefly conversing with the Chronicler's company in order to secure entrance to Kininui, the Toa descended into the darkness of Mangaya. The Toa, in order to defeat the many challenges of Makuta, merged their minds and bodies to form the Toa Kaita. Hey, you remember when I was telling you that Matoran can kind of combine together to make a giant fucking monstrosity? Yeah, the goddamn six-legged Voltron motherfucker. Yeah, they can do that too. The Toa can do that too. 
Of course I can. I'm gonna send you some pictures. I'm gonna regret looking at them. <laughs> Look. Yeah, I sure. I regret looking at that, huh? I sure do fucking hate that they have two, the three torsos that are just kind of combined together. Yeah. <laughs> These terrible chimera. And their legs. Their legs? The fact that their legs like kind of like come apart like accordion-wise in that top one where it's two individual like joints. I can imagine that we like like expanding and retracting like an accordion. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I hate that. And in that second picture is some official ass art. Yeah. As opposed to the models built and taken a picture of somehow not official. It's not. It's not. That's different. Who are the heads of both the toes? It's fan art because it was put together. <laughs> oh, God. Their newfound strength carry them through the manas lair. The Monoslayer, and into the antechamber of Makuta, where he diffused their forms, separating them into six Toa again. The Toa Mata were then forced to confront the Shadow Toa. Joe, it just keeps getting better. It just keeps getting better. So at what point does this um, change from like backstory lore to just the actual plot that was presented to people we're there with are we there okay because it felt different i don't know why yeah i could sense i could sense it in my feet the backstory lore ended like on upon arriving to the island so like that as soon as we start talking about plot this episode that is when we hit that first season of uh bionicle shit uh-huh Yep. So they fought physical manifestations of their own darkness. So they fought their own uh fucking like which honestly, if their manifestations of their own darkness look like them and weren't a giant heartless, does it even really count? Can you fight darkness not on stained glass, Joe? Uh I mean we do it every day. After realizing that the Shadow Toa were representative of their own darkness, the Toa Mata absorbed them and continued on to Makuta's chamber. Makuta approached them in the form of a Matoran in an attempt to disillusion them about their ideals and goals. The Toa refused to fall for his ploy, prompting Makuta to unleash his power at them. Shape-shifting into the form of a Vortex, using their elemental powers, the Toa succeeded in defeating Makuta, driving him back into his lair. So they win. Boom. They've won. They beat Makuta. They did not kill him. That was they... easy. Yeah, that's that's like season one. That's the, that's round one of toys. Pull up Reaper so I can keep an eye on where we are. So, next we're going to get to those Borok swarms. The what? The Borok? The, the Borok. These are the dopest fucking toys in the entire goddamn world. So, the Borok are insectoid machines whose main purpose was to clean all matter from the island of Matanui. Uh, initially awakened by Makuta, they fight the fucking Toa. Like, duh, there we, know, there we go. We know. Listen, we know. Let me tell you a little bit about their abilities and traits, and I'll show you a picture. The Borok 
are insectoid, non-living robotic entities which function normally under the control of a crana, which follow telepathic commands by the Barag queens. Crana are regarded as the Borok's highest, greatest strength, as it allows them to assimilate others into the swarm. But it's also their weakness, since removing the crana renders the Borak dysfunctional and thus helpless. The Matoran Abatnui were able to modify the Borak. Eventually. So they possess extendable necks that allow them to thrust their heads forward over a great range in a short time. They use this ability to chip away at obstacles like a jackhammer. Um, we're or- just saying a aggressive series of words. Yeah, well, they're an aggressive series of toys. I'm going to send you this picture to let you see these beautiful boys. Oh, little goblin motherfuckers. Yeah, they're little gobbies. They can roll up into a ball and roll like Sonic the Hedgehog, too. Which I think is important for you specifically to know. Uh-huh. Let me look up what a crana is, too, while I'm here. A crana is like, it's it's a fucking, it's a mask. But... According to this, it's a small organic creature that hides in the, uh, that are linked to the Borok. But more importantly, Joe, is a mask. It's a mask. It's a mask. Is it, though? Well, I'm going to send you a picture of Krana Yo, and you tell me. Is that a mask? I mean, it's a mask. <laughs> now... There are different kinds of Krana. There are the Krana Za, the Krana Vu, the Krana Yo, the Krana Su, the Krana Za, the Krana Ka, the Krana Ja. the same three over and over again. Listen, it does say Za XA and Za ZA, which is kind of like a Keyblade Keyblade difference, but. I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, don't worry, they all also come in different colors, too. Of course. I'm going to send you a picture of the wiki page, because it is a fucking mess. Because there's a different color for each kind of um, Borok, because there are six Borok, and then there are uh, eight masks, if I'm counting correctly, and each of them have an active and inactive face. Jesus Christ. Bionicle loves masks. You thought Majora's mask was good? Nah, Majora's mask is for chumps. Bionicle loves masks. Uh, is there a mask that transforms Link into a Bionicle, though? I would love that, because that sounds incredibly painful. Modding whim. It's evil, it's cursed, it's bad. Emerging from Kininui. Victorious from their battle, the Toamata were approached by a Tamatoran who was in a state of shock and could only re- repeat a single word. Borak. The Toa traveled to Takoro in order to face this new threat. After successfully driving two of the swarms off, the Toa were recounted the legend of the Borak by Turaga Vakama, who informed them of a new quest they were destined to take. The Toa set off in different directions in order to collect the eight necessary krana, which would help them defeat the the swarms. Liwa, traveling to Likoro, found it already under the control of a krana and was subjugated into the swarms. So, Liwa fucking fell. Liwa fell under control again. I was talking to somebody, 
And apparently Leewa got norded. Leewa gets norded several fucking times. Several distinct times. Hey, Leewa, retire, bitch. Like, come on. So, Onua frees Leewa later. That's it. That's how that story goes. He was subjugated and then he was freed. <laughs> the Toa Great arc. Yeah, it's, you know, it's an important arc. And I think everyone loves it. I know, I do. Spent their next several weeks fighting off Borok swarms, slowly discovering more and more about the creatures and collecting Krana whenever they could. Eventually, the Borok, the, tra- the Toa, traveled to the Borok nest and surpassed several obstacles set up by the Balrag, leaders of the swarms. Before they reached the nests, the Toa discovered six Exo-Toa suits. I heard that time. Yeah, I'm sorry. They are baller as fuck. Are you blending? What? Are you blending? No, I was brushing my teeth. Oh, your, te- your toothbrush sounds like a blender. Through a phone microphone. <laughs> the Toamata encountered these to- Exotoa suits. The Exotoa possesses Exo-toa an auto- suits. They're already made of Lego. Yeah, these ones are they made of They don't need an Exosuit. I don't need like a fussy pan inside. They're an outside Lego, Joe. But they're all inside Lego. What's the point of inside Lego with outside Lego? Double Lego layers. Well, it's like if you had inside flesh and then outside flesh. Imagine if you were in a meat mech. An exojo, if you will. I don't want to think about that, though. Is that just Neon Genesis? (laughs) On some level, yes, that is... (laughs) Neon Genesis. Uh, put me in a larger version of myself, but with like some armor on. Oh. Yeah, so the Exotoa possesses an autopilot and artificial intelligence, enabling them to function without a pilot. Are they alive? Is this just Neon Genesis? They are not capable of speech functions. As armor, the Exotoa greatly enhance the physical endurance and strength of the wearer. However, they also severely restrict the use of a Toa's elemental powers, though they do not limit the Kanoe. They have various sensors they use to interact with their surroundings, such as locating targets using heat sensors. The machinery can also are also complex enough to be manipulated by Makuta. There we go. Yeah, they have two weapons, a boxing claw on one arm, and an electro rocket on the other hand, which fires missiles. Great. Now, let's go back here. So they discover these six Exotoa suits, and they use them in an attempt to defeat the Barag, which are the leader of the Bo- the Borok swarms. After realizing that the suits also hindered their elemental abilities, the Toa got rid of them and used their elemental powers in a single blast to trap the Borag, the Barag. In a protodermis cage. Protodermis. Yes. This is important because defeating them drops the Toas into a vat of energized protodermis in the ground. And they fell. Into the goop. Uh Uh-huh. 
A Toa seal or protodermist cage is created when any six Toa of any six different elements join their elemental powers at the exact same time <laughs> to create an impenetrable protodermist prison. Sounds fake. I, 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 it's real. An attempt to create a protodermist cage was accidentally made by Kraka when she. Wait, no, no, fuck that. That's that ain't nothing. Ignore that. I'm just reading in here. I mean, it didn't mean anything to me, so... Don't worry. Most of these words don't. <laughs> I. It is a lot of just me saying words to you. Here we are. Energized protodermis. That's just... E that's just the, what our relationship is. <laughs> is a mysterious sapient substance? Yo, it's sapient? I don't like that it clarifies that, yeah, this, uh, this stuff fucks. This stuff's alive. I don't like that at all. Yeah, you are now three million miles away from your microphone. Joe? I am. I'm back. Uh, well, I think this is a good cliffhanger to end on. You know what I mean? We have Artoa. They've fallen into this, this thinking goop. And we don't know what's mm -hmm. going to happen. They've defeated the Borok Swarms. We've gotten through the first two sets. Just Record damn. time. Honestly, we picked up some time. We did great here. Alright. Joe, tell these fools where you can find where they can find you on the internet. Uh twitter.com slash ghost Joe spelled ghost to J O. I do some other podcasts. You can find them there. Fucking very sleepy. Wonderful. I got you. You did great. You did great, bud. Mm. I, Debatable. Uh, I'm at RevRyeBread. You can find me on Twitter at RevRyeBread. Um, you can also, you know, keep an eye out for Interstitial, Our Hearts Intertwined, kickstarting July 13th. You can, you know, listen to Alien Happy same. Hour. What? I think that's the same that this episode goes public. Really? Oh, My shit. Bad. Oh, oh, hold up. Let me check. Yeah, because... Okay, so that's the second. Is, uh... Oh, wait, no, this is... I'm, I'm thinking way too far ahead. No, yeah. This that... episode goes live on the second. The next episode we record will go live on the ninth. So, on the second, when we record, this month I will say will go up. So, yeah. Keep an eye out for that, motherfuckers. Um, also, check out The Lost Library. Also, I'm gonna be on, uh... A White Lotus Radio talk about the Legend of Korra game and mostly Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I'm gonna. I am on a. I'm on a lot of shit. Go check out Alien Happy Hour Wrestling Federation. We had SummerSlam last night and it was dope as hell. It's extremely good. Crash Bandicoot tapped out. Crash Jack Bandicoot is... tapped out. He's a fucking criminal. Yeah, you know what's even wilder, Joe, is like. I looked and like, cause I was like, that shouldn't happen. Crash is a hundred overall. Beast is eighty four overall, but Beast, I injured him. Like he didn't put on the the submission as like a little bit to be like, oh, let's you know, are you gonna tap? Are you gonna tap? Beast ripped his aff ass in two. Ripped him a new ass. Ripped him a whole new ass. All right. Crash's ass wasn't working too great. I got you a new one. You have created a new ass. It's halfway up your spine. All right. 
It has been a pleasure, y'all. We'll see you here next week. Same Bionicle time, same Bionicle channel. Um, uh huh. That's how abolish ice. Abolish ice. Fuck you, God. Yep. I decided to start ending all my podcasts with abolish ice. Yo, listen, I fucking support that shit. <laughs> oh my god, Fourth of July is gonna be fucking painful. Anyway, that's it. See you guys later. Apologize. Apologize. <laughs> <laughs>